Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode 50. We are here. Episode 50, man. Episode 5-0. So exciting. 50th episode of the Opinionated Brother Podcast. Um, Low-key is supposed to be 51. You know what I'm saying? I will always say that because I, I low-key deleted my first episode, my very first episode when I was transferring over to um, SoundCloud from another network, my actual first network that I had. So, uh, yeah, man. Like, but in this moment, 50 episodes. I'm excited. This is exciting. I got my water here. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I really didn't get nothing to celebrate. Um, probably get some wine later or something like that. But you know, got some homework to do. That's my way of celebrating. But um, I'm super, super, super duper excited, you know, just to just to be in this 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 moment of of um, you know 50 episodes. You, this is this is podcasting is is it's not a, a easy task. A lot of people really think it's easy, and it's really not. You know, you really have to stay up to date um, and current on all uh, the events that tailor to your specific podcast, which is. Um, whether it be society and culture, whether it's tailored to mental health, um, whether it's tailing, uh, tailoring to uh, corporate America, whatever your topic of conversation is for your particular podcast, you know, it's, it's not easy. You have to stick to it. You have to actually um, <clears throat> be, you know, uh, attentive to the uh, culture and the, uh, uh, the changes that happen you know, around that specific culture that you're tailoring your podcast to talk about. So um, I'm just blessed to be in this position to have 50 episodes and we're still going. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. But I wonder how's everybody's week been? You know, we're on Instagram live right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I hope everybody's week has been great. Um, I thank everybody for coming in to the live feed and coming in and, you know, uh, with the podcast, you know, it's been amazing just to let everybody just a reminder we are on all major uh podcasts and uh streaming platforms i'm sorry or just I'm sorry. <laughs> um we are all, we are definitely on um all platforms and networks i don't know why this was so in front of me like this but um I had to fix my mic y'all sorry but um we are all we, we are the Opinionated Brother Podcast is on all major platforms, uh, streaming platforms and podcasting platforms. Um, and if you don't know all of them, I have all the links or all the uh, logos for them on my actual logo. So you can go check it out. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on Podbeam. We're on SoundCloud, um, iHeartRadio. We're on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, TuneIn Radio. Um, Google Play, Apple, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, yeah, all of those. So, and probably a little bit more, um, Overcast, I know that for a fact. Um, so we're about on 8 to 12 platforms. So the Opinionated Brother is everywhere. Um, I'm, and like I said, I'm just blessed to, you know, just be in this this position to come, with, come at you guys with another episode, you know, which is about to be wild because it's been a wild week, you know what I'm saying? And um, a lot of things have been happening this week. So what we're going to do this week, of course, is we're going to 
of course, get into everything that's popular in culture right now. You know, and a, a lot of people say, you know, what, what's pop culture? Somebody asked me, you know, what's pop culture? And I was like, you know, and, and she tried to define it. And she was like, what, what, what isn't pop culture like, you know, like Madonna and Britney Spears and everything? I was like, well, you know, at one point it was like pop culture was that it was like pop music, you know, Britney Spears, Madonna, all of that good stuff. But in a sense now, pop culture is everything. And at the center of pop culture has been hip hop. You know what I'm saying? It's been hip hop for the last 20, 25 years. And um, everything has been centered around it. You know, the, the, the ways that hip hop, excuse me, hip hop is made in popular culture. Um, is not for the frame of heart. It's literally changed everything about uh, in 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 many ways of what pop, popular culture um, has brought to fashion, music, um, entertainment. You know, entertainment just period. So you know, when you think about pop culture now, pop culture is not uh, just you know pop music. It's pop music is now becoming hip hop in a way and. <laughs> It's kind of it's I don't want to say it's scary, but at the same time, it's 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 a little scary because, you know, hip hop had its own voice and its own. Uh, I want to say, I guess, its own. Um, you know, entity, you know, hip hop had its own entity and now because so many people love it and that's great, you know, love the genre of music, uh, the imitation of hip hop, though. Um, it's kind of uh, gotten out of control, but you know, popular culture has been well. Hip hop has been embedded in popular culture, and it's literally shifting. So we're gonna talk about everything that is pop culture. You know, that is happening in our society right now. We're gonna talk about Tommy Lauren. Um, you know, coming at Michelle Obama for God knows what. She should never came with my auntie like that. Um, we're gonna talk about Bill Cosby, Little Wayne. Uh, have y'all seen the new Creed trailer? Whoa, okay. Um, we're gonna talk about uh, yay again. We're gonna talk about Kanye Jesus. We're gonna talk about Ben Simmons, man. Ben Simmons. Um, y'all don't know who Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons, y'all know he plays for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Very, very talented basketball player. Um, just broke up with Kylie uh, Kendall Jenner. Um, we're gonna get into that. Uh, we're going to talk about Kawhi, of course. And then our MVP of the week is Sher uh, Shirley Raines. Um, she is a local, um, she, she was just, you know, basically out in her community. Um, and she took the time or she takes the time out, uh, out of her days in the community. Uh, she makes, first of all, she makes, um, beauty products, so makeup, lipstick, everything, um, uh, cosmetics, everything of that sort. And she takes that time to, uh, takes the time out of her days, um, to go and help the homeless by giving them uh, a whole shower and bath, um, by herself. Uh, well, not really by herself, but, you know, with, with people that are help her. Um, but you know, it's, it was just amazing to see that. Um, so yeah, she definitely gets our MVP of the week and our biggest loser of the week. I don't really know who to give this to. And I think I want to say, 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I want y'all to choose this week. You know, who do you believe took the biggest L this week? That, you know, brother to brother question of the day. Who do you think took the biggest L this week? You know, a lot. Of, like, I, I don't, I don't, I have a lot of people in mind. Uh, and we'll get into that, you know, in the first half of the show. But in the second half of the show, I want to get a little candid again, uh, if I could, you know. And ask you, ask, ask us, why do we fight, you know, God's will? You know, why do we fight his changes for us? You know, as much as we, as much as we can sit here and say God has been so good to us, why do we fight the changes that he tries to make in our lives? You understand what I'm saying? I want to, I want to kind of dive into that. So let's go. Straight into the first half of the show. So let's recap last week. So you know I put out a poll, of course, on Instagram um, about, you know, the topic of abortion because we talked about it. And uh, I asked the question, you know, um, do you believe that there needs to be an open dialogue com uh, communication when uh, uh, when uh, having the possibility of having an abortion? And... About 90% of everybody said yes. It was one person that said no. And that person actually hit me up in my Instagram. And she, uh, she was like, um, this is a real tough topic, but it's, all, it's the girl's decision at the end of the day. Which is completely true. Um, it is the woman's decision. But at the end of the day, why is there no communication between both parties? Especially if both parties... Um, are in a situation where you know both parties are not communicating at all about it you know what I'm saying like feelings are not being talked about and I think that's that's the main problem with when it comes to um, not even a main problem I think it's a, a main problem not the main problem but I think it's M a main problem um, is a communication factor. Uh, you have to think about the feelings of everybody, you know, and the stigma with men is, you know, or especially black men, um, is, you know, abort that, abort that baby. That's not my baby. And I think with that, we have to get out of that. Men, we have to kind of get out of that stigma, you know, like <laughs> we, we have to do better on the sex tip. You know, we. I think I said it about two, three weeks ago that Atlanta was like the, the highest um, place for what, what HIV and um, AIDS and something like that. Yeah, like, like they went up in testing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it was like two million last year, and it went to two point three million this year. You know what I'm saying? And that's only Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So just think about the number two city and the number three city. You know what I'm saying? And even without the studies being done, we just need to do better. You know what I'm saying? And uh, me included. Like I, like I said last yet last time, me included. Um, and we just we just have to do better when we're wrapping it up. So if we don't want these kids, you know, stop trying to have raw and unprotected sex. You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to give... Um, this woman all of your soul you know what i'm saying like stop trying to give her all of you because you sitting here saying oh well you know the condom 
doesn't really feel that great. Well, that, I mean, okay, facts. You're right. That that's true. However, um, if 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 you have a track record of uh, impregnating women over and over again, uh, then you need to just you know relax and uh, you know, um, uh, check your soldiers at the door. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not a we we just have to do better, you know. And and talking about abortion that and then and then it leads into that, you know what I'm saying? Then it leads to oh well that's not my baby, you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't. I mean, I, I ain't ready for kids or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like and then it leads to oh so you didn't want to abort it, and you know the communication right there is just lagged. It's it's dragged. It's it's dry. It's not. Um. It's not there, you know, and when, when you don't have communication there, it kind of sucks. So, um, to that, to my listener that said, no, I do agree with you a hundred percent. Like it is the woman's decision. I just think that, um, women and men need to get out of this, this mindset of just thinking that when it, when a baby pops up, you know, that no communication needs to be had or needs to be involved because we need to be at that moment. We have to be adults at that moment. We have to communicate. You understand what I'm saying? We got to tell each other how we feel. So that's it. That's all I want to say about that. So let's talk about Lil Wayne's new album. y'all. I want, I wanted to go straight into this after the recap. Oh my God. So little, listen, 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 listen. Lil Wayne released the Carter five. Um, it was supposed to be Thursday, but this nigga didn't release it to Friday, Friday midnight. Okay, like third, like going into Friday at midnight. He didn't release it till then. So I've listened to the album all the way through. <sighs> People are going to be sick when I say this, um, and probably not. But can I say that this album was better than uh, Scorpion? Is is that is that a bad thing? Would that be bad? Would that be bad? I mean, I wouldn't care. But I'm just saying, would would it be bad if I say that? Like this, I've been I've been anticipating a Carter Five um, for when when was the last Carter that came out? The last Carter that came out was in 2011, I believe. The Carter Four, right? Yeah. Um, and when I'm I, I, the track list, first of all, let's. Let's go to the track list. First off, let me go to my iTunes. Let me go to my Apple Music. You understand what I'm saying? Because definitely listen to it on Apple Music. And this album was just amazing. Like, you got every type of Lil Wayne in this album. You know what I'm saying? And he knew that people were going to need a lot of songs from him. So he gave us 23 songs. 23 songs from Wayne, that's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that is a beautiful album to not, you know, for, to be gone for, you know, to not have a, a, a real album for so long, as, as long as he did. Um, 23 songs was, was great. Um, and I, 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 I loved this whole album. I, I felt like I vibed with this whole album. Let me say... That one of my favorite songs on the album is Famous with Rock uh, Regine. And 
she was singing on the album and shit. I was, I was, she was singing on the song and, you know, I was just like, what? You know, and every, every time, Wayne never fails to spit. You understand what I'm saying? His, he will never not be transcended in this time. Like, I think a lot of people thought Wayne was washed up. You know what I'm saying? I think I think with the climate change and the rap game, I think a lot of people thought Wayne was washed, and I think a lot of people thought that Drake, you know, you know, took the throne. You know, and and in my mind, I, I believe that a lot of people forgot about how how you know how good or great Wayne is and how he proclaimed that he was the best rapper alive. Wayne said that, not me. You know what I'm saying? And when you think about it, when 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 somebody proclaims that and when people forget that you have to come back and show them why you're still the best rapper alive and i'm here to say and i will i will argue i will argue you can come on the podcast and we can argue you hear what i'm saying i'm gonna talk about that too but um little wayne is still got them still got the bars and one of my other favorite songs is Don't Cry with XXX. And as y'all know, XXX and Tassion's his music was never that great to me. But on this song alone, it, it made me feel some type of way. Don't cry. Don't go. I was like, oh my God. He was in pain. That pain. You heard the pain. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. Um... I love Uproar, uh, Let It Fly was great, uh, Can't Be Broken, Dark Side, Mona Lisa, oh, Mona Lisa, my God, the way Lil Wayne and Ken, like, do you, I think y'all don't understand Lil Wayne can probably flow with about 70% of the rappers that's out here right now. He's done an album with T-Pain, he's done an album with 2 Chains. he's done an album with, uh... Who else? Who else? I'm trying to think. Who who else was was collab with? Um, shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he if him and Kendrick came out with an album today, it would be great. I think him and him and Gang just came out with an album which I didn't listen to because I have to listen because I've been listening to this you know all weekend, so I have to listen to him and Gang's new album. Um, but still, it's just like you know, open letter. Famous problems, dope niggas with Snoop Dogg was the shit. Uh, Open Safe is probably my favorite song on the album. Open Safe, Open Safe so far. I'm gonna have to. I, I'm gonna listen to the album uh, some more, but Open Safe was my favorite song. Um, Demons, I got demons, a demon, a demon, a demon. Come on now. So Wayne. Um, you didn't disappoint me, brother. You you did not disappoint me. And yes, I am proclaiming that um, the Carter Five was definitely better than Scorpion this year. Sorry, guys. Um, I was not, a, you know, as and as like a Drake fan, I was not excited about Scorpion. Scorpion did not. It, it didn't do anything for me. You know, there's there's a few songs on the album that you know are great, and like I said, he did numbers. You understand what I'm saying? But the Carter Five, oh my god, like. Y'all going to hate my top 10 at the end of the year. If some more music comes out, y'all going to hate my top 10 at the end of the year. Dog. 
So let's talk about um, Tommy Lauren, man. Let's briefly talk about Tommy Lauren. So Tommy Lauren decided that she wanted to go um, on, you know, Auntie Michelle Obama, you know, and because um, Michelle Obama was at a rally and she was talking about, you know, basically how we we all need to just basically, you know, the 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 key thing um, is that in November sixth, you know, the the election. Is is the, the the state's election is going to happen? You know, for you know, uh, around the country for, um, I believe, for state legis- uh, legislature. I believe. Don't quote me, but um, I know for Michigan, we will be voting um, on November six. So, you know, everybody is out saying, you know, go vote, get out and vote. You know, uh, we we need votes. You know what I'm saying, and. Um, you know, Michelle Obama was, you know, basically on that campaign too, you know, saying, you know, we, we didn't vote, you know, we had a good president and look, 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 we're not voting got us, you know, where, where we are, you know, speaking of Trump and everything. So Tommy Lauren decided that she wanted to go on Twitter and say, and basically quote, or just basically say like, you know, oh, Obama was a, a great president. No, the hell he wasn't. Like, we have a great president, basically, in the White House right now. You need to check yourself. Basically, something like that. You can you can look at the uh, quote on my on our Instagram. And I just looked on... It was a Twitter, too. So, I'm just... It was the Twitter. And I was just like, you don't come for Ati Michelle like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tommy. Like, sweetheart. Like, you, you, you were popping in 2016 because Donald Trump gave you something to pop about. You understand what I'm saying? Like Donald Trump was hot in 2016. He gave you hot. He gave you something to pop. So that's why you were so popping. Hun, it's 2018. It's damn near. We're about to go into 2019. You're not popping anymore. You understand the climate that we're in? If you ain't popping after a year, it's a wrap. You are forgotten. Just because you got that blue check mark by your name on Twitter and on Instagram does not mean that you still have it. You don't. You are done. You understand what I'm saying? You got let you got let go by your network. It was a wrap. And you still trying to be out here spilling that same ass dumb ass rhetoric. What the fuck is wrong with you? No. You still sitting here trying to spill that same fucking rhetoric out here and trying to come for niggas. Do you Michelle probably Michelle probably got somebody for you. And it's probably the game. You understand what I'm saying? Like people. And you know the game is a blood. Like, stop playing. Stop play- Like, stop. Stop trying to get clout. You understand what I'm saying? And this is, and, and I'm saying it as jokes, but I'm saying this as, for real, for real, as, as, in a way, too. Like, you need to chill. Like, you just getting, you trying to get clout. And you, you coming for the wrong people. You coming for the wrong heads. Michelle out the White House now. <laughs> Fuck you mean. Um, so let's talk about Bill Cosby, y'all. Oh. Lord Jesus. So y'all, Bill Cosby went in for sentencing this week. And Lord, they gave him three to ten years. Jesus, Jesus. They convicted him of uh, three to ten years. Um, I think he's 81 years old right now. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were, I think the black community was, a lot of half and half, especially uh, when I seen the conviction, I, I you know, scrolled down all my timelines just to see how people were reacting. It's funny how we see we go to Twitter and, and social media to see how people react now. 
it's wild. But you know, I also got reactions from my, you know, my coworkers and everything. And, and, and everybody was more so like half and half. You know, some people were like, you know, good riddance. He needed that, and you know. I'm glad he got convicted, you know, then you have the other half, like, well, why they giving him three to ten years, he's 81 years old, he's that old, like, if y'all want to convict him, y'all should have convicted him, you know, way back when, you know, there's so many other rapists out here that need to get be convicted, you know, um, and I, I understand both sides, you understand what I'm saying, and at this point, if Bill did it, Bill did it, you know what I'm saying, um, I do wish if if he did get convicted, um, I, I mean, if he, you know, if he did do it, um, I wish that he's remorseful, um, about the things that he did. Um, I, I really do, you know what I'm saying? I, I really, really believe, really want to believe that he's remorseful. Um, but I do think that if, um, the government wanted to convict him in that moment. I think that should have been done a long time ago. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because this case has been dragging on for about a year. Mm, excuse me, a year, year and a half. And I think we just need to, I don't want to say let it go now, but at this point, if you wanted to really convict this man, you should have did it a long time ago, you know, but if, like I said, if he did do it, I mean, um, hey, Billy, you, you did the crime, you got to do the time, you know what I'm saying, like, that's, that's just what it is, but at the same time, um, I would still watch a different world, you know what I'm saying, um, the Cosby show, like, for me, Bill Cosby, um, the character, you know, Hux, uh, uh, that uh, Clay Huxtable, you know, he was he was a primary father figure, you know, to a lot of us in our communities that didn't, you know, really get to have our fathers around or anything like that. So, you know, I used to watch a different world, the Cosby Show, um, Fat Albert, you know what I'm saying? So it was it, it's kind of hard when you look at your childhood, you know, quote unquote heroes and they're just, you know, they, they're they're living life. And I don't want to say it like that. Um but they're living life in their own way and they have to suffer the consequences of what they did um, negatively in their life. And um, it's just sick to see it, you know, handled like this. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, <laughs> and, oh, and, and he's on the sex offender list now. The sex offenders list now. So it's just like, damn, you know, it, it, it's really like a damn. You know, um, but like I said, if if he did it, um, which I don't want to say I believe he did it, but it sucks. Like if if you did it to those women, which is which is crazy as hell, um, uh, then you you need to suffer. Your you need to you need to do your time. But at this point, um, yeah, they they should have convicted him way earlier. But I'm I'm glad. I'm glad it's just over, you know what I'm saying, in, 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 this, in this sense of, um, you know, just, just this case being a rap, you know what I'm saying, just for him, not for, the, not for the women, because the women were victims, of course, uh, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying, oh, I want Bill to be done, no, 
because he did some bullshit and he needs to do his time and he needs, you know, he, he did the crime. So at that point, he needs to be convicted if he did it. That's what I'm saying, uh, because I don't know the whole extent of the story. You know what I'm saying? Um, and plus, I don't believe a lot of news stories out here anyway. So that's why I say allegedly, if he did it, you know, um, even if I got the women on the podcast shit, okay, cool. You know, um, but uh, yeah, let's just get off Bill. <laughs> oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. Um, so Kawhi Leonard, man, everybody has been going in on Kawhi Leonard and his laugh. Um, <laughs> uh, so y'all know Kawhi Leonard is a Toronto Raptor now. Um, and he did his first, I think his first press conference, um, for real, for real, you know, to let people in and, you know, let people see him and, you know, who, you know, you know, get, let people see who this man really is, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> this man was so awkward. His laugh was the, like, it was, it was one of those laughs where, you know, you and your, like, your boss is trying to crack a joke and, Everybody in the office is laughing because they just, they fake and they just want to laugh and the joke not funny. So your laugh is like that. <laughs> like, and I was, it was more like a, <laughs> I was like, what the, <laughs> got me over here dying and shit. But I just had to, I just, y'all leave my boy Kawhi alone, man. It it really, it really looks like this man literally goes to the gym. No, he literally gets up, eats breakfast, works out, plays basketball, go home, go to sleep. That's it. Nothing else. No 2K, no PS4, no Xbox One, no, um, probably a protein shake when he get home. A PB and J sandwich, and I'm going to sleep. That is exactly his regimen every day, every, every day. That man, that man, do not come out the house for shit. They like, why you want to come out? No, nah, bro, I'm chilling. Good night, <laughs> boy. What? So let's talk about the new Creed trailer, bro. Y'all need to go right now, right now, and go look at the Creed trailer because Creed trailer is so. The new one that it just popped out is so dope. Um, Creed is coming out with uh, Thanksgiving, and I'm so excited for that. Um, so Creed 2 is basically uh, about the, uh, you know, Adonis, uh, the son of Apollo Creed, um, fighting the man who killed his father. Well, not his, the, fighting the man's son. So basically the man who killed his father, um, his son... Is going to fight Adonis. And that big mother. He is huge. That is a big. Like this man is huge. Like they have him face to face. And I'm like. Is this like movie shopped? Or is that man big for real? Like that nigga. Like he was huge. Like that nigga was just big for no reason. I was like damn. I thought this nigga Michael B. Jordan put on some weight. This nigga is a motherfucking beast. And I'm like who is this nigga? Like he was just a big. Like a. He looked like a. Big as, like, just white truck, like, just ready to bulldoze somebody over. I was like, oh my god! But I'm excited. Um, Felicia Rashad is back in that bed. Um, 
Who else? Um, dang, what's that girl name? Um, from uh, for color girls. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of her name, but I can't. Light skinned chick. Um, his girl from last last movie is gonna be in there too. They have a baby and everything. Um, of course, of course, uh, Rocky is gonna be in there. Of course that. And uh, I'm excited to see that movie, man. So. Y'all go make sure y'all check it out. Make sure y'all check out the trailer because the trailer was dope as hell. So check out the trailer. Um, and then make sure y'all go see it on Thanksgiving, bro. For real. So Cat Williams, y'all. Cat Williams has been on some shit. So you know Cat Williams was in L.A. And because uh, he got invited by uh, uh, what's that man? Nick Cannon to do the Wild and Out Live. And Cat Williams came out. Oh my God! I'm sorry, y'all. Jesus! Oh, that water. Listen, you know, you know, water tastes so good when you start. Oh, when you start doing that. Oh, you know when you. Mm, my God, that woo. Who that was some good water? Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'm sorry, but Cat Williams, you know, came out in L.A. and uh, basically at Wildin' Out Live and went in on Kanye. He went in on Kanye, and you know what? Cat Williams has been... Has, what the hell? I'm sorry, y'all. Um, Somebody has one of those those flutes that be like... It got like the little four little four things on them. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's Irish or German. I don't know what it is. But uh, I just seen it also on my window, and it just distracted me. But... <laughs> Back to Cat. Uh, Cat Williams been on some bullshit. Like, he's been on some shit lately. He's been going on everybody. Like, he went on Kevin Hart again um, after Kevin Hart went on him. So, Cat Williams done went on him again. Then he went on Kanye. He was like, don't, don't come for Nick Cannon like that. Boy, you a college dropout. I said, oh, my God. And I'm like, somebody somebody just stop Cat. Somebody stop this man. This man is just going crazy. Like, somebody get him. Get him. Like, it's just... Cat, just relax, okay? Relax, bro, relax. OG, relax. OG, relax. OG, relax. You got an Emmy, OG, relax. Yikes, my God. Um, And speaking of uh, Ye, Ye feel bullied. He went, I think he was on SNL. And you know he wore his make make his Superman cap as he called it, his Make America Great uh his Make America Great Again his Superman his Superman cap as he calls it, um he wore it again, and you know you know a lot of people sit here and and, and going to uproar. He, I think he was on SNL, and he was basically saying like you know he felt bullied and. Uh, you know, the people backstage told him not to wear that hat, but, you know, he, you know, do what's in your heart, not what's in your mind, and everything like that, and uh, Swiss Beats uh, put out a video, and, you know, he was basically like, you know, we was in the studio, not even a couple days ago, you know, and he was just like, uh, Swiss Beats was like, we was in the studio a couple days ago, you know, we was just talking about all this, you know, all the shit that he, you know, was going through. And, you know, we're we not bullying you, yay. We just want you to stop this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're supporting somebody 
who is literally trying to destroy your own community. You know what I'm saying? Like we wouldn't and, and I completely agree with with um, the things that he was saying. Like basically, like we're 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 not sitting here trying to bully you. There's no bullying here. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not sitting here trying to bully you, but at the same time, you're sitting here supporting somebody that does not support your entire black community whether the whether the black community is what you want it to be or not your the person that you are supporting is not even trying to listen to us not even trying to help us not even trying to even give us the basic um necessities and 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 um the basic basic ways of life for real in america he's not he's trying to take he's trying to take away basically the basic skills you know what i'm saying like he's trying to take everything all of our rights back from us in a way in in, in a way in some way shape or form and you're supporting that and you're saying and you're sitting here telling people that you now you feel bullied how do you feel bullied my dog because in a way, Swiss Beats is right. Like, you cannot sit here and play the double-edged sword. Now you're sounding a lot like Azalea Banks, in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't sit here and troll on social media like Azalea Banks does. You can't sit here and troll on social media, and then when you go and you go, uh, so say, wilding out, you know what I'm saying, like she did, and... You get mad when somebody comes at your hand on live TV. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you can't sit here and say, oh, I feel bullied when you're supporting somebody who literally bullies all the fucking time, especially on social media. And I continue to sit here and say this. Donald Trump does not tweet somebody. He had he is paying somebody hefty money to literally tweet for him. Yeah, he probably tweeted back in 2016. He don't have no he don't have he don't got time for that now. He don't have time for that now. You understand what I'm saying? And if he does make time for it, that's ridiculous. But I really don't believe it. And I've sat here and made cases about it. You understand what I'm saying? But he regulates his Twitter. I'm not saying that he doesn't use it. He regulates it. But at the same time, I don't believe that he tweets. He regulates his Twitter. Somebody tweets for him. You understand what I'm saying? Like, who tweets and who Instagrams for Beyonce? You think Beyonce got is literally on Instagram? No. No. Like it's not that it's Instagram influencers who who used Instagram for to build their platform who are going to literally be on Instagram. Those are the ones. Those celebrities I know on Instagram. The ones who literally came into the social media game before social media even ever came. They're not using social media. They're they're grabbing people like me, people millennials, Generation Zs who understand social media way better than they do to take control of their social media and rebrand them. Dog, you don't think Donald Trump has somebody tweeting for him? I'm, and like I said, I'm not saying that he does not relegate his Twitter, but I'm saying he does not tweet. So, of course, they're going. he's going to spill the rhetoric. He's going to sit here and that person who's tweeting want to spill that rhetoric because that is the following that he has. And when Kanye sits here and says, I'm about to put my Superman cap on, that literally is a slap in the face to our community, dog. That is a slap in the face to us. Every time I try to sit here and give you a foot, I try to sit here and walk with you. Yeah, you sit here and make everything that I said in in past episodes just like go out the window. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't support you when you sat here and said, you know, slavery was 400. Uh, slavery was a choice. I never, I, I said that was some bullshit. And I need, you needed to get slapped for that shit. You understand what I'm saying? I came at your wife head because I said, what is your wife doing for you right now? Why are you in the sunken place? Why are you there? Why is she not helping you to get out? What is she doing? Y'all need to, y'all need to go away from this place and get yourself together. And everybody said, and every celebrity that went on television, literally on television, Snoop Dogg said it. He literally said he need a black woman in his life. And I'm, and I will, and I will, I will support that statement, a hundred and fifty thousand percent. That man needs a black woman back in his life. Somebody, anybody. Period. Because it's ridiculous. Yes, do what's in your heart, dog. Do what you're going to do. Do, do it. But you've already made it clear that you're going to support people who don't even fuck with us. And you sitting here saying, well, y'all don't fuck with me. First of all, we fucked with you for years, my nigga. For you, of course you're going to have those people in your own community who really don't like you. And that's fine. But majority of the black community for about a decade and a half fucked with you you were the man who went on bush you were the man that went on stage and literally said hold up and told everybody that i think beyonce got the best video of all time okay we fucked with you but because you sat here and we tried to sit here and be like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe you are going through some mental health issues. And we want to sit here and try to see what's wrong. Even the little people. You understand what I'm saying? Hello, me included. Even the little people. But at the same time, my dog, you cannot keep sitting. When you kept sitting here supporting the opposition, what do you think is going to happen? We're going to still support you? No. Your album sales are going to fucking collapse the people around you are going to question you duh what do you think and as a yay fan as a as as a fan of you it is hard to sit here and talk and to try and critique your ass on this basis because i am a fan and it kills me dog i've been listening to you for years for a decade and a half 15 fucking years and you continue to sit here and blow my mind you want to say that you've been bullied? The person that you are literally supporting with that act literally, literally bullies every day. And it doesn't and it don't and it doesn't have to just be black people. It's been minorities. It's even been his own people. Think about it, bro. Yay. You ain't bully, bro. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing bully, bro. Nothing. Um, so let's briefly talk about Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, he, speaking of that, the Kardashian clan, uh, Ben Simmons is out of the Kardashian clan. Of course, him, uh, him and Kendall Jenner are done. Um, they actually, um, you know, uh, broke up and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad that my man is, is gone with the, with the, you know, Kardashian clan. I didn't want him to be up in there anyway. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's not that's not that was, that was never conducive to your your NBA career, brother. So, um, and I don't think you need to go back to Tanache either because she got a crazy. But crazy is maybe what you need. You know what I'm saying? A little crazy don't hurt nobody. You know what I'm saying? So maybe you do need to hit up Tanache. Hey Tanache. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> but um, let's talk about our MVP of the week, uh, Miss Shirley Rains. Um, Shirley Rains um, is a cosmetic line owner, I believe. Uh, she makes her own uh, body scrubs, makeup, um, lipsticks, all that good stuff. And she goes out into her local community and um, <clears throat> uh, helps the homeless. You know, um, gives them showers and baths and. Um, it was just refreshing to see that, uh, I actually saw that story on the shade room and I was like, oh wow, this was amazing. You know, just to see her giving free, uh, showers out of, you know, just on the, you know, getting her equipment and everything like that. And just, you know, uh, giving these, 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 uh, these people who have lost everything for real, um, um, uh, um, uh, it's just, you know, just a new fresh start in life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for me, it's, it, it, you know, it's really hard, you know, when I, when I talk, uh, or try to sit here and try to help the homeless, I try to help as many, um, as many homeless, um, people as I can. I just know I've been in situations where, um, homeless people aren't really homeless people, you know, and it, it's, it's kind of, it, it sucks, because I don't want to feel like my giving is not, you know, toward the next person. But, you know, a lot of, you know, you, when you give, you just give. You know, it, it, if it's if, if it's corrupt at the end of the day, at least you know you gave out the uh, kindness of your heart. You know, I remember my mama telling me she, she gave um, a homeless man, like, 20 bucks. Um, I remember she was going to, like, the Fresh Fish House or uh, New Wave. New Wave uh, Fish and Chicken up on Nine Mile in Detroit. And, uh she gave a man $20, you know, he was saying so he was hungry, had to feed his family and everything, you know, she gave him 20 bucks, and she came back out, and this man had a wad of cash, like, he stood up after she came out and got her, uh, her meal, and literally stood up, and that man came out with a wad of cash, just like, boom, and was like, what? And, you know, it's, in that sense, it's kind of hard, but, you know, I try to, I you know, we, we try to give as much as we can. So, and then the biggest loser of the week, y'all, this is up to y'all, right? So I want to say, I wanted to give it to Yay, I can give it to Bill, or I can give it to Tommy. You understand what I'm saying? Or Tommy Lauren, you know what I'm saying? So it's really up to you guys who decide. I'll, I'll put it on my Instagram and, oh my God. I did die over here. <laughs> and whoever sits here and gets the most votes for it um, will be the biggest loser of the week. So I'll put it on my Instagram uh, to uh, later today, and we'll get that popping. So we're going to take a five-minute break, and we will be back. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. We will be back in five, five, five minutes. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? We are back. We are back. We are back live with the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, episode 50. Episode 50. We got 50 episodes. Yes, 50 episodes, baby. And today, we um, 
for the opinionated topic of the week, we are talking, um, we are talking God's will, you know, uh, the big OG's will. Why are we so afraid of his change for us? You know, and, and I'm going to break it down, you know, basically like, why are we so afraid of change? What is, what is it that, you know, makes us so scared to sit here and change, um, you know, uh, our ways, our, 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 our situation, our environment, um, changing our attitude. Uh, why, why are we so afraid of him trying to change us? You know, when, in a sense, when we do things on our time, right? And I, and I think a lot of people can attest to this. When we do things on our time, when we're not walking um, in alignment with um, whoever that you pray to, right? In a sense, um, God for me is an entity. Yeah, let me let me just give y'all a background. I, I was raised in the church, um, not more so a PK or anything, but I was raised in the church, did choir, um, <clears throat> went to church every Sunday, basically, you know, Baptist, everything, you know. Um, and my mom still goes to church. She's, you know, over um, at our at our church home, um, New Hope Missionary Baptist Church on Nine Mile and Telegraph, uh, where the uh, where the doctor, you know, what I'm saying, bit is a bishop. I think he's bishop now. Bishop, bishop is a bishop. Yeah, yeah. I think he's bishop now. Bishop David L. Roperson presides now on um, Nine Mile and Telegraph in Detroit, Michigan, uh, in Southfield. So, um, been going there ever since I was like. Since 2008, I, I, the Bible. So yeah, yeah, it's a Bible. When you when you first walk um, into the church, there you actually new members get a Bible. And I remember writing. I think it was March 2008 on there. So I've been going. Um, that's been my church home for about 10 years. And uh, you know, raising Baptist, you know, choir. Um, Sunday school, you know, sometimes going, sometimes not, but really j- just, you know, immersed in, um, in, in, you know, in, in, in the religious, you know, world of, um, you know, in the rid- religious world of God, really. And that's how I felt at that time. I was just like, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to church and everything. Uh, really, it really wasn't until I got to college for real, for real. Um, and it wasn't really until I met um, um, Kasanya Carter, aka Mama Cece, um, shout out to Mama Cece, um, who really taught me the value of what of of faith, right? Not 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 more so being religious, you know what I'm saying? Not so more just being going to church and just going, but having me to understand that you have to find him outside the church house. And it doesn't matter what faith level you're on, or or it doesn't matter what level you're on with God, right? Because a lot of us sit here and we think because we're on a certain level, or we don't talk to God enough, or as we should, right? Like somebody other than myself, Right. I may be on a level six with God. Right. Somebody may be on a level 60 with God. Somebody may be on a level 600 with God and somebody may be at a level six or a level one. You understand what I'm saying? But 
in that sense, she always made us feel, her students feel as though no matter what level you are with God, whether that's one to 10 to 100 to 10 million, doesn't matter what level you are on. If you know him, he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. He's never going to waver on your favor. You understand what I'm saying? And that always stuck with me. You know, I really, I it didn't really click until I, you know, really transitioned to adulthood. But it was in that moment where I said, okay, well, damn, I'm not. And, and, and the intimidation, you know, you get, some people get intimidated. You know, I was, I was, I was always intimidated by um, faith believers, you know what I'm saying? Because I always thought that they were so cookie cutter. Like you can't really, you can't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't really live life the way you want to live life when you're in a, when you're immersed in a church and you're, you know, you, 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 you're just rooted in your faith that like, that's what I believe for a minute. Um, is that I'm like, I can't be churchy and be going to smoke and going to parties and shit like that. Ha, wrong. And you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I would catch the ones that I was intimidated by at the party that I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, wow, but off topic. <laughs> um, so it wasn't really until college that I got into, you know, really understanding what being a, a firm believer in, um, and, and faith really was. And uh, it wasn't until I got, until I graduated, where he really put me to the test and wanted to see if my faith was strong enough. Really, for real. Um, and I was always the type when I was younger, I was always the type, especially in my undergrad days, I was always the type to move without him, right? And when I tell you, moving side by side with him. I always thought I was moving side by side with him. And I was always wondering why the fuck, um, why, you know, everything was happening to me at a point in time where I'm receiving these blessings, but at the same time, I'm getting knocked in the head, you know, with so much shit, right? And I was, I think I was like junior, senior, at this time in undergrad and um, I'm getting hit with so much, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, I'm getting a car, but I can't really pay my bills. But anyway, I'm gonna get this car because I want to floss and I want to stunt, you know what I'm saying? But I really feel like I deserve it, but I really can't keep up with it, but I'm gonna get it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Really trying to sit here and say, okay, I can do this knowing (laughs) that I couldn't do this, right? So I'm just sitting here like, I, 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 I can do this, but I can't do this. So that's where, you know, uh, the tail end of 2016, I, you know, gave up my job, came back to Grand Rap- the Allendale Grand Rapids area, lived on my, uh, my boy's couch, um, you know, really got crucified by a lot of people. And I didn't understand the changes that were happening, right? Because... In that moment, in, in, in that season, I wasn't moving in alignment with God. I was never moving in alignment with him, right? He never, what I'm learning is he never wants you to walk in front of him, nor does he want you to walk in the back of him, right? And I was either doing both. If I knew I fucked up, I'm walking behind him, right? Because I'm like, damn, maybe he needs to hold my hand and maybe he needs to sit here and, and try to move me. No, no. 
but he doesn't want me to move ahead of him either when I get too excited because I know myself, right? A lot of, and, and I think a lot of people can attest to this, when we get so excited with a blessing, we get too excited when we move a little ahead of him. And he tells us, no, don't stop. He'll give, he'll give you a sign, right? He will sit there and give you a sign and sit there and say, okay, bruh, 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 listen, sis, bruh, sis, bruh, stop. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he'll give you a warning. Right. And I keep and I, and I will always keep saying this. I keep telling you all this right here. When you talk to God, you have to talk to him like he's your dad. He's your father for a reason. He, you have to talk to him. You understand what I'm saying? So. 2016 hit and I was not moving at all. I'm in, you know, going into 2017, I lost a lot, you know, and in that moment, I said, fuck. Well, fuck, what am I supposed to do? I don't, I don't know what to do. Lord, I'm stuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm stuck. You know, sounds like the beast mode. I'm stuck. Period. You know? And um, I was just like, um, God, where am I supposed to go? What, what, what am I supposed to do? And I just remember, like, I, I remember telling the story, of, I think, um, some episodes a while back. You know, went to the prayer garden at the Revolution. And that was where I sat here and I just said, I, I, I gave... I gave everything to him, right? At that moment, I said, I don't want to move if you don't tell me to move, right? I don't want to change until you tell me, okay, it's about ready time that I get to sharpening your blade and we start changing. You know what I'm saying? At that moment, I did not want to move outside of him, right? And he tested me, right? Because that in that moment, I got saved. Right. I remember getting saved that weekend. And um, in that moment, I just said, like, yo, I, I, I got saved I, I, and I, I'm going to keep it a buck. I really thought at that moment, I'm like, you know what, God, you got me at this point. But the crazy thing is, God has been having me since day one. Right. God has been having me since day one. And he's like, no, I, I, I really got you now, but I'm about to test you and see if you got me. Right. <laughs> Right. If you got me, the changes that I'm about to bring into your life are about to be drastic and they're about to be major and they're about to be fruitful and they're about to multiply in your life. But you got to be ready. And I want to see if you're going to be ready because I'm about to throw some shit at you. I'm about to throw a lot of shit at you. Let me see if you're strong because I know you're strong, but I want to see if you're strong. Let me see if you will not crack under the pressure. Right. And I was always the type back in the day to kind of crack under pressure a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? When it was too much pressure for me, I would crack. I never thought in a million years that I would get into grad school for real, right? Never thought I would get into grad school. And in that moment, I was like, bro, I don't think I'm going to make it. Last year, I didn't think I was going to make it. Even this year, I'm thinking like, I don't think I'm going to make it, you know, in my second year. But thinking about last year, I'm like, damn, I made it past last year, right? Changes and all, going through the motions and all. So, Looking back at where I was, right, where I was and where I am now, the changes that I have made have not been mine. They have been God's. And I have let him, I have let him take the will on damn near everything. You understand what I'm saying? And what I want to understand is why are we so scared of letting him change what needs to be changed, right? Why are we so scared of moving with him along the way, 
right? A lot of people are not going to know God. When you talk about God to people, when you talk about faith, when you talk about spirituality to people, a lot of people are not going to understand that because they don't know him. They know him, but they don't know him. And in a sense, it doesn't matter what level you're on. You don't have to know him on level 60 to know him. You can be on level one and you know him. Understand me when I say I talk to this man every day and I talk to him like he's my dad. You understand what I'm saying? I talk to him like he's my straight father. Like, bro, I'm mad at you. I'm pissed. I'm 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 upset. Like, why are you doing this? You understand what I'm saying? Like, you have to talk to him. He knows you're mad at him. So why not sit here and have a conversation with him? You know you're mad at God. You don't think he's he knows that you're mad at him? He's God, nigga. Like, he, she, this entity knows that you're mad. He knows, right? And I'm only saying he, you know, just because. But this entity, this this being knows that you're mad. Whoever that you pray to knows. This entity, this being knows, and you're sitting here like, oh, I'm not mad at you for real. Yeah, you are. You're mad because he is literally, he, she, this being wants to sit here and give you the best. And for so long, we move on our own. Right. We move because we want to move. We move because we believe that we don't have time to sit here and play games. But what we don't understand is God has control over everything. He has control over where you're moving. So if you move abruptly without his confirmation, expect some turmoil and some turbulence in that move. Expect it. If you did not confirm this move, if you did not sit here and talk to him, pray about it. See, a lot of people, when they hear pray about it, when they hear sit here and pray about this move, they're like, oh, I don't want to pray about it. So talk to him then because praying is talking. Praying to him is talking to him. And that is why I sit here and say, talk to him. Let him know your burdens. Cast your burdens to him, dude. What is the problem? You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to know him like other people know him, but you want, but you have to know him. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to get too churchy up in here. But what I'm saying is people, we have to understand that moving in a lot. We have to understand change is good. You understand? Change is for the better. People are in your life, and I've heard so many people say, well, I can't get rid of this person, or I can't sit here and get rid of this person, or I can't stop doing this, or I can't stop doing that. Yes, you can. It's in the frame of your mind. You choose not to. You don't want to change. You don't want to sit here and do it. You don't want to sit here and work. Listen, I haven't worked. Let me be. Let me keep it a buck. I haven't worked out in a whole month. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm trying. I'm still trying to get adjusted to getting back into working two jobs again, full-time with this again, making new moves with this, elevating, right? So elevating everything has put a pause on me working out. Pause. That ain't, I ain't saying I ain't, I'm, I'm stopping, but a pause. However, when I was consistently working out as much as I did, did I want to go to the gym for real? No. Do I still want to go to the gym for real? No, but I want to, for real, to get my body back to where I need to be, right? 
This is conversations that you have to have with him. These are the, the minimal conversations, right? So now I have to talk to him and be like, all right, God, where can I fit working out into my schedule? Help me to fit this into that. Why are we so scared to talk to him? Why are we so scared of him? Because what? He's going to change a lot of this shit that you're doing wrong in your life. And you know you're doing wrong. See, when you know you're doing wrong and you sit here and you repent. No, God is just not about to sit here and say, oh, I forgive you. But I know I forgive you, but I'm about to change some shit. That is where we're scared. That is where we sit here, especially as millennials. We don't want to sit here and change. We don't want to sit here and change. Oh, I'm talking to the older generation, too. Y'all don't want to sit here and change. Understand that change is for everybody. No matter if you're 10 to 100, you have to embrace change. You have to embrace it. Embrace the criticism that God is about to give you and you move on. You keep moving forward. Did I not have a damn episode about constructive criticism? He's the best and the most constructive critic you will ever have. He is going to tell you, he's going to have you fall on your face, on your, on your motherfucking face. And then pick you up with so much love and say, dust yourself off. We got it. Come on, let's walk. What? What do you mean? I know it's a lot of testimonies out there to say, I sat here and caused a lot of my pain. I'm one of them. 75% of the shit that I've been through, I've probably caused it. Just because I was not there. I was not moving alignment with him, nor did I know him. So when I got to know him, still getting to know him, everything became so much more clear and it moved so much more fast. A lot of people sit here and say, Ty, you're so carefree. Ty, you're so, you, you don't worry about a lot now. You're right. Why do I need to stress? God got me. And when people sit here and say, God got you. Yeah, why are you looking like that? God got me. He got me. He's been having me for the past year and a half. Damn near two. What? <laughs> you got me? No. <laughs> he got me, though. When I was hungry, he brought me through. When I didn't have a TV, he brought me through. When I didn't have shit, he brought me through. When it looked like I was going to be homeless, he brought me through, my dog. Like, you have to understand. When you lean on, when things look at its worst and you lean on faith, I'm trying to tell you. We pray and we think God is going to work like this. See, a lot of us want God to work like this, right? He, you, you want God on your time. But the thing is, you know, we're on God's time, Right? Like, things don't just come when you want them to come. Things will not just come when you ask God to come. You understand what I'm saying? God will not answer your prayer right then and there. He can. He has. Trust me, I've seen it happen. I'm a witness. But that doesn't mean that's for everybody and that's for every time. You understand what I'm saying? He don't do that every time. And he doesn't do it for everybody. He wants to see if you're going to learn, if you're going to wait, if you got patience. You have to, we have to move in alignment with him, people. We have to be better in knowing that he literally changes 
everything around us for the better. If he is removing people out of your life, he is removing them for some reason. And it's not you to figure out the reason why. He removed so many people out of my life, I couldn't even name off the top of my head. Nor could count how many people he don't remove. And it's not even that I don't like these people. It's that these it's just that he's working on me right now. So he needs to remove certain people out of my life so he can get me together. It's no harm, no foul. It's, it's nothing. It's no, you know, it's no like animosity. But when God is working on you, he's going to take a lot of things away so he can personally get you together. And that's what we don't like. We don't like to sit here and change. And he's going to reshape you. He's going to revamp you. He's going to re, resharpen your blade. Because what we don't understand is we get dull. We get dull sometimes. And I don't get that. I don't, I don't get why we don't understand that. I don't get why we understand that we're all, you know, we're, we're just sharp all the time. We're not. We go through pain. We go through hurt. We go through heartache. We go through trauma, we go through trials, we go through tribulations, tribulations, I'm sorry. And we, and we sit here and we act like everything's going to be okay. And we keep moving and we keep just moving without confirmation from him. And then when somebody who tries to sit here and tell you, you know, like, maybe you just need to talk to God. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they cringe up at that fact. You know, like, they just, like, they want to block it with anything and in everything. And at that point, it's like, oh, I see it. Stop blocking. Stop blocking your blessing. You're literally blocking your blessing right now. Like my, my, my friend Chantel tells me, like, she was like, you know what? You're ordained. I'm like, I don't even know what ordained means. But uh, she was like, you're just ordained. You just have a sense of spirit. Like you just you just you just be talking. And it's like, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I just I just. I've just seen his work for myself. You know what I'm saying? I've seen him be, be such a blessing to me, right? To me, a person who really feels as though he really doesn't deserve it. You understand what I'm saying? But a person who's had, who has went through ups and downs and shit like that, be so great to me, right? I want other people to experience that. I don't care what level you want. I don't care who you are. I want you to experience that type of that type of love. You understand what I'm saying? And it's so crazy that it's 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 only so many so many people can sit here and say, "Oh well, you shouldn't you know you shouldn't experience that. You know you you shouldn't be you know when you look at me. A lot of people don't look at me first glance and say, "Okay, he is spiritually based. He's faith based. He knows God." No, a lot of people think I don't know God. But when I hit them with a lot of um, you know, just spiritual knowledge, right? And not even about the Bible, just, but just spiritual knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Incorporated with that, they, they, they are like, whoa, right? Because you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what faith level I'm on. You don't know what spiritual level I'm on. You don't know where I am. Am I religious? No, not, not to a fault. I'm more of a spiritual type of dude. I'm leaning all on faith, period. When I make decisions, I make decisions with him. I call him. Hello, G-O-D. O-G, what's the deal? Yo, we need to have a conversation. You understand what I'm saying? 
And we have to stop being afraid to have the conversations with him, no matter what you're going through. Seriously, you have, we have to stop that. We have to stop sitting here being so afraid to let him come in and change what he needs to change. Because if he don't do it now, oh, I bet you, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I 100% guarantee that he's going to do it later. And you don't want him to do it later. Because if he does it later, he's going to make you. He's going to sit here and make you do things that you are not going to want to do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So we got we 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 people, period, just everybody, period, have to stop sitting here and thinking that, you know, things are happening just, you know, just to be happening. You know, shit does happen. It does. It does. Shit does happen. But we have to sit here and always communicate with the God that we serve. You know, whoever God that you pray to, whatever God that you pray to, in my in my view, you know, it's 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 my God, Jehovah God. You know what I'm saying? Um, my provider. Period. You know, and whether Jehovah is a he, she, being entity, it don't matter. Um, this being, this entity, he has been, he has been so great to me that you cannot sit here and tell me. That you can't sit here and tell me that he's not real. That this this power is not real. Can't. Period. No. So I sit here and I challenge everybody today who's listening to the power of my tongue right now to sit here and talk to God. I don't want to just sit here and say pray, but talk. Conversate. Converse with him. You know what I'm saying? Conversate. Converse. Have a conversation, whether that is literally right. Let me, let me, let me, let me show y'all something. Hold on. I literally sit here and I literally sit here and I have a book. I have a book. This is my book. I write to God every month, every month. Like I talk to God, right? I talk to God every day. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. I, I pray to God every day. But every month, me and God have a, a good conversation. Every month about what I'm going through, what I'm feeling this month, how this month was good for me, how it was bad for me, what I feel, what I'm, period. Find innovative ways to express and pray to him and talk to him. Do it your way. You don't got to do it everybody else's way or the churchy way or, you know, the stereotypical church way you get on. No, do it in your way. Right? You talk to him. You do it. You express yourself to God the way you want to express. He's made everybody different. Some people don't use journals. Some people write on their phones. Some people don't write on their phones. Hell, some people write on the walls. Hell, some people don't even write on their walls. Hell, some people, some people put sticky notes on their mirrors. My mama put sticky notes on her mirrors. She put sticky notes everywhere with scriptures and, um, and quotes and and um, uh, uh, and Bible verses and everything that encourages her. That when she goes to the bathroom or when she gets out the shower or when she's brushing her teeth or whatever, she goes in the bathroom and she sees or she's feeling down and she sees, you know, an encouraging message or a scripture of that, you know, in that particular moment or whatever she's feeling. She sees the scripture that, you know, helps her get through that day or that moment. Express yourself. Express yourself to God the way you want to do it. Period. 
And it does not matter what level you're on, from 1 to 10 to 100 to a million. When you know God, he is never going to leave you nor forsake you. But we have to be open to change, people. We have to be open to being able and willing to change. Change is for the good. Rethink who is in your corner. Rethink who is in there for the long haul with you. Rethink all of that. Look at the people that are around you. And if they don't have your base issues at heart, then maybe God is trying to remove them so he can get you together and replace people in your life that are going to be there. We got to be open, people. We got to be open. All right. So thank you all for kicking it with me. You know what I'm saying? For another great show, the 50th episode of the Appearing of the podcast. Turn up. Um, we have a new blog post. Uh, well, I have a new blog post um, out now on Devontae's World. So if you want to go uh, to tyronzahicks.com, that's www.tyronzahicks.com. Go to the Devontae's World tab and click on the back in the 407 blog post. You can read about that. Um, me going back to Florida, you know, I talked about it a little bit on the podcast last week, but you can get some um, more in-depth insight on how the trip went and everything. Um, if you want to sit here and subscribe, you know, to our website, go ahead. Uh, like I said, it's www.tyronzahicks.com, T-Y-R-O-N-Z-A-H-I-C-K-S.com. Um, you can go to the Opinionated Brother tab and you can listen to the podcast down there. Um, the audio version will be released every Monday. So remember that every Monday at 8 o'clock in the morning, The Opinionated Brother will be released on all platforms. Um, Spotify will take a little minute uh, to get out. So it'll be, it'll probably be like by 11, you know what I'm saying? I asked Poppy, like, yeah, you know, wasn't there. And they were like, oh, yeah, it takes about up to 24 hours. But it does take up to, um, so it should be there about 11 or 12 noon. So, um, I appreciate everybody for kicking it with me for everybody that came into the live show today. I appreciate y'all. Like I said, I love you guys and just make sure y'all have a great day. Understand that life is like riding a bicycle. You understand what I'm saying? In order to keep it balanced, you got to keep moving forward and we have to keep moving forward. We have to keep, um, being embraced to change. You understand what I'm saying? But the change that God wants to make for us, you know, um, be willing and able to be open to his change instead of your change. Because if your change has gotten you nothing but heartache, trials, and turmoil, it's time for you to make a change that God comes in and changes and reshapes your life. All right? So I love you guys. I will see y'all next week. And I hope y'all have a great week. I will kick it with y'all next week. Love y'all. Peace.